the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Three wonderful women that I've asked to come up and share their perspective on Proverbs 31. And um, before we do that, I want to actually go through the text Uh, reflect on the text, and we're going to be spending some time understanding Proverbs 31 from uh, the perspective of 2018. Is that all right? Okay, so I'd like to at this time welcome up Rache, Cindy, and Selena to come and join me. And actually, I am going to move these chairs down because of the podium and also because of, thank you, honey, um, because of... uh, Attire. <laughs> you looking good though, girl. Don't, don't. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> so we're going to move these down. There we go. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I, um, I asked these wonderful women, uh, Cindy, uh, Cindy, Selena, and Rache to share a bit about their perspective on, uh, Proverbs 31. And I asked them to think about it from a couple different um, uh, angles, if you will. Uh, Cindy, being a businesswoman, I asked her to talk about Proverbs 31 as a businesswoman. Rache, being a single woman of God, I asked her to talk about being single. Proverbs 31 from being a single woman's perspective. And Selena, being a, a, a wife, a wife and mother, I asked her to talk about it from that perspective. But before we get into that, I want to go through the text. So we're going to be in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. And we're going to start off there. And it says, a wife of noble character who can find... She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. 
She considered. I just noticed it said female servants, so the male, they didn't eat, huh? <laughs> oh, wait, let, let me get back on track. Hold on. She, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp go, does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and, dis- and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Yeah, she's a locomotive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was prophetic. She opens her arms to the, to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. And when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Woo! I'm just tired reading that. Y'all? Okay, so... Cindy, would you start us off with your, what you came up with? Hello. Good morning. morning. Happy Mother's Day. Um, So I was thinking about what I wanted to say here today. And um, a woman that I admire is, her name is Lucy Swindoll. And she is the, the sister of Chuck Swindoll, who's a pretty famous pastor. But she's never been married and so she's been a businesswoman most of her life. And she's now 85 years old. And she's retired from her job as an executive at um, which oil company? Mobile oil company singer and that kind of thing. And so um, I kind of knew a little bit about her, but in doing my research about, you know, trying to get some ideas about what I wanted to say today, um, I, I downloaded a digital version of her book. Is called Notes to a Working Woman. And um, in that book, she had a chapter that's, that said that there are four elements to professional success in, a, in achievement. And this doesn't just apply to within a profession or in the working world, but also personal success. So anybody, you know, even if you're a stay-at-home mom or, or if you're, a retired person or whatever, they're good things to have. And those four elements are brains, courage, heart, and faith. And all of those four characteristics are encapsulated within Proverbs 31. Um, in, for brains, in verse 16, she considers a field before she buys or accepts it. And and that, I've been using the amplified version. Before she buys or accepts it, expanding her business prudently. 
And, and that's something, it's good to have negotiation skills. And I, I would have to qualify myself as a Proverbs 31 woman in that because I, was, I went to Israel a few years ago and I was uh, staying at a hotel in Tiberias and uh, I found matching pieces of jewelry to a ring I already had in the, in the gift shop, jewelry shop. And I'm sitting there and I, you know, and I spent some shekels on it. And, uh, and so I'm looking at some scarves, too, and, and the shopkeeper, you know, they're, they're Israeli Jews. They're trying to, you know, sell me these scarves and say, hey, you know, if you buy three of them, I'll give you a deal. And I'm like, I just spent 400 shekels in your shop. You should just give me one. And they did. <laughs> and, and one thing that you need to be um, as a successful person um, the second thing is courage. And um, depending on your translation, verse 10, they say a, an excellent woman, um, a woman of virtue. But really the, that word, who, it, uh, the Dewey Rames translation tra- uh, says it's, who shall find a valiant woman? Far and from the uttermost coast is the price of her. And the word there in the Hebrew is and it means great courage. It's, it means valor, which means great courage in the face of danger, especially in, in battle. And you, fought, you need courage because if you're going to be a woman in business, there, um, Lucy Swindoll mentioned in another article that there are a lot of books about how to be a se- successful secular businesswoman. You know, you can be a tiger. You can, you know, you can manipulate your around your way around. Have lunch with the right people. Say the right things. But if you're going to be a businesswoman and still stay within the confines of your Christianity and and stand stand with your values and everything, you're going to need some courage. And so um, that is also an attribute of the Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, the third thing is heart, which is compassion, loving kindness, caring about people. And um, in verse 20, it's exemplified by she opens her hands, opens and extends her hands to the poor, and she reaches out her filled hands to the needy. Um, and this is something that I, I'm kind of known for. I, I help a lot of different people. I give stuff away. Um, I, I have I take people in when they need a home and that kind of thing. So I try to be that that kind of person. Um, God has been so good to me that I I can't help but be um, good to others and and have a heart. And the fourth thing and final thing is faith because you need it. Um, if you're kind of like I am, I've never been married. I don't have any children. My, I don't have really any family in the area. And so uh, a lot of times I'm, whatever it is, I have to do it. And, um, and so a lot of times I, I have to really trust God that, that um, I have to a lot of times go out on a limb and do things differently and it involves risk. And especially uh, some of the stuff I do, I'm a, a leader in the community as well, you know, and, and that's often like being a lightning rod for people's comments and whatever random emails, and you're like, whoa, where does that come from? 
And, um, and so, you, you know, to be a woman in business, a, a, a female leader in the community, and not have really sub- people really supporting you like that, like, a, like, you know, a husband or, you know, like the same kind of covering as you would, say, in the church, um, you, you need to have faith. And so I've had to trust God a lot. Trust him for my provision, like, because if I'm out of a job, well, I'm out of money. I mean, not really, because he's been really, really good to me. I've been on sabbatical. I quit my job at the end of fab- February, and um, and he's been good. It's all May, May already, and he's, and he's uh, provided for me. So um, I'm getting the wrap it up signal. <laughs> I had I had five minutes, but I was apparently taking them in Cleo minutes. <laughs> and, and, and so it, it, faith is exhibited in verse thirty um, that the woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Amen. And I just want you to know that I asked Cindy to share that because many view her as the president of Cherryland. She has a very high, um, she's held in high regard here in the city of Hayward. And um, I just think it's awesome for her to share a a real practical perspective on what it means to be a woman in business. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now uh, we're going to transition to Rache, the very lovely Rache, looking so lovely, who is going to share her perspective on being a single woman. Um, and also a Proverbs 31 woman. Single Proverbs 31. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers. Um, so for me, um, I wrote like a few little words. Uh, for me, being a, a single um, godly woman, I, I believe it's imperative uh, to be a good steward over uh, your marriage with Christ before all. Um and everything that that entails as far as my home, my family, my friends. Uh, and, I, I, and, and, and for any woman, you know, that is single, I think that sometimes your focus can be on gaining a spouse or feeling, uh, you know, feeling like you, you need that. And, it, and it's not to negate the fact that I think that that's important and, and eventually will. But I think that um, Concentrating on what God has already given you and your marriage with him is uh, is really um, imperative and becoming satisfied and content in what is already given and being secure in that relationship with Christ above all. And you, when that is uh, when I think when you have strength, strength in that uh, it's just important and it. it it really helps, you know. I believe as a single woman, I went through like different motions, and you know, you become a Christian, you think everything is supposed to be all good. Okay, where my husband, where my car, where my bank account is supposed to be big. It's when you talk wrong, and and you don't really know and have a a, a a great understanding of what it means to be in relationship with Christ. Uh, so. Uh, it's funny because um, you know, some months back, uh, God had given me um, some words. Uh, 
I was in Ruth, actually, and God had given me a like, revelation about really Ruth, and I've read this story uh, uh, multiple times, and, and, but this time it was very different. So I'm going to just share this uh, poem that I wrote off of that, and it's called Revelation of Ruth. And uh, here we go. Ever since I heard of you, it was Boaz this and Boaz that, and they was hollering and proclaiming that's what they wanted, just like you. True enough, I too was just as foolish looking through envious, blurred lenses. Not like I hated you, but a dream to have what you have, a wealthy man that showed me favor and grace. You know, like a knight in shining armor coming to my rescue. I've read your story at least twice. But that third time is when God opened the eyes of my inner mind. You see, I had it wrong, so wrong. Along with every sermon and meme I've seen or heard, saying, hold on, sis, your Boaz is coming. But Ruth, oh Ruth, I praise God for your truth that he showed me when he told me to read your book once more. It's not about Boaz. It's not a Boaz that I need in my life. It's a prayer to be a woman of your stature that brings a greater fortune. See, scripture says that he who finds a wife has found a good thing. So it was you and not him who was the prize. Not discrediting the, not discrediting the man that he was. I'm just saying I've had the story flip backwards the whole time. You, you who selflessly chose to follow a mother-in-law who legally had no more ties to you. You chose to follow her to an unknown land. She urged you to turn away and follow your dreams and go and remarry. Worship your native gods. Go to your own mother and father. But you, dear Ruth, had a servant's heart. Before Christ was known to you, you bore his image, not even knowing he would be a descendant that was birthed from your obedience that played a bigger part than the beat of your sweet heart. Your flesh said Gentile to the eye, so your chances of being chosen was slim to none. Sternly, you chose to worship God and made her way your way. You stayed with Naomi, a widower, bitter and broken, and had nothing to offer you, yet you chose sacrifice to aid her, feed her, and be her company. You loved her. And for this, my dear Ruth, you were found righteous. You are truly special. In my day and age, about, just about every single, single girl is desperately seeking to be saved by a Boaz, saying God will put you in the place to be found. But I propose a question and say, have you found the Ruth in yourself? Just take that mic and throw it down. <laughs> Woo! Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, bring us home, Selena. Selena, uh, so um, I just I just so admire Selena. You you may not know, but behind almost every good thing that is happening in this church, you'll find Selena and her uh, awesome husband uh, working and weaving and and um, I'm just so grateful for her. Uh, she's a humble servant leader who is so uh, gracious and loving. And I want—I asked her if she would um, grace us with uh, a little bit about what it means to be a Proverbs 31 wife. Amen. Thank you. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Good morning. Um, Proverbs 31, how to become a Proverbs 31 wife. Um, it talks about, well, let me go back to, in Proverbs 31, it was written by King L Liam's mom as a poem for her son. 
She wrote all the traits how a woman should be, how a wife should be for her son. And I think that's a beautiful thing to write all the traits and the character that this woman should have. And so it's a poem, Proverbs 31, that she wrote for him. So we're going to just read back what a wife of noble character is. In verse 10, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's beautiful. So how do we get there? As wives, how do we get there? That's some strong character traits. And I just want to, um, a lot of people, when I'm back in the cafe, ask me, who are you married to? Who's your husband? So I want to introduce my husband so you guys know who he is. This is Pastor Richard. Wave your hand. She's calling you up. A.K.A. Richard Gere. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. Richard and I have been married for 15 years, and um, we were both saved. God placed us together. And um, in our marriage, you know, there was difficult times in the beginning because we were a blended family. We had a lot going on. And at times, we would argue. We would fight. And in those heated, heated, (laughs) heated (laughs) arguments, I would reach back into what the world taught me. The world taught me how to defend myself. Those were the character traits that I would reach back. So I yelled at him. I screamed at him. I belittled him. I swore at him. I was not proud of doing that. See, I understood what the word said. I knew it. I read it. I understood it here. But for some reason, it was not penetrating here. And so as I prayed and said, Lord, you know, I know I'm supposed to change my tongue. I know that I'm supposed to be a submissive wife. I know this here. But how do I get it here? So I would pray, Lord, you know, we would get into another argument. It'd be another heated argument. And I would do the same thing. I would reach back into what the world taught me and sling mud at him. I would belittle him, degrade him. If I could take him out at the knees, my job was done as a wife. I was not proud of it, but that's who I was back then. And so as I started to press in deeper with the Lord, God started to show me something. One day we got into a heated argument and I thought, I'm done. I just took him out. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I won. He should hear what I said. He should understand that now. He should get it. And as I was walking away, the Lord quickened me and said, you're shredding his character. That's my son. And so I felt bad. And so I was like, Lord, how do I change that? How do I become this Proverbs 31 wife? How do I submit to my husband? How do I not sling mud at him? Change me. So God started saying, I need to go deeper in my prayer life. I need to cry out, like have a repentant heart. Be sorry for what I did. Because I felt bad I was destroying my husband. 
I was shredding him. And I thought I was right. I thought I was right. And I was saved for many, many, many years. So women, we need to press in deeper. We need to have all the stuff that the world has put on us, all that character, because we take it in. We wear it like a coat. We think we're right, but we're wrong. We're supposed to have, we're supposed to be imitators of Christ. That was, is what God is calling us to be. So sometimes when we see ourselves, you know, it talks about in here that when we're angry, it's heat, right? It's hot. You're hot. You can feel your flesh rise up. You know you're mad. But it's in those times when your flesh rises up, that's where God is going to show you your true self. That's right. And that's where we need to go back and press in deeper. Lord, change that. Remove that. This, it's not Christ-like. I want to have your heart. I want to be renewed in my mind. I don't want to carry the world and wear that coat and claim it and own it. Women, wives, our children watch that. They see that. So we need to be pressing in deeper with the Lord. There's freedom in Christ when we go that deep. Those chains are broken. Those bondages are lifted. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, let's hear it for our ladies. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. I hope that gave you some insight. I like to, you know, when I hear the word, I want to, um, I want to make it, see how it applies to my life, my day-to-day life. I always want to bring it forward and really make sure that it applies. And as I was thinking, it was amazing to me that Selena used the word deep. Because that is actually the, what the Lord has put on my heart to share with you today. And that is for us to go deeper in the Lord. It's time for us to go deeper in God. Um, I prepared a couple slides to just kind of reflect on some of the things and summarize some of the things that, um, that were shared uh, just now. Um, and so if you'll bring that up. Yeah. So I don't know if you can see this, but this is an iceberg. Um, icebergs, large, you know, chunks of ice that break off from various, like in the Antarctica, there, there was a 4,000 foot, uh, chunk of ice that, um, broke off last year. Just this massive, um, uh, actually it was 2,200 last year. Uh, many, about 10 years ago, there was a 4,000 foot, uh, chunk that broke off and it was floating. And one thing I'd learned as I was studying icebergs, is that only 10% of the iceberg can be seen above the water. And as I began to think about that, and I just love water, and for me, water exemplifies Holy Spirit. It exemplifies the Lord. It washes over us. It purifies us. It pulls us into the deep It draws us into a place where it has our full attention. How many of you know that when you're in the water, it's not the time to to think about other things? You're not going to be texting when you're in the water, huh? (laughs) 
Maybe that's why my kids always want me to go swimming with them. But you're focused. You're in the water. And the iceberg, 90% of the iceberg is under the water. Is under the water. Um, Icebergs are typically 600 to 700 feet deep. So they're, they're very deep. And as I was thinking about Proverbs 31 and summarizing some of the things, you know, that, that we heard about today, uh, a Proverbs 31 woman is of noble character. She's a businesswoman. She honors her children. She's, she's wise and God-fearing. Her, her children honor her. She has high worth. She cares about the needs of her family, about the needs of her, her employees, about the needy. She honors her husband. For me... Those things are outcomes. They're outward expressions of an inward condition. You're not going to be able to obtain the things that are on the surface and keep them if you don't have depth inside. And I was talking just the other day, I was having a, a, a pretty uh, straight up conversation with my son and he was, I was talking to him about uh, one of our sons and I was talking to him about a job opportunity that's coming up. And I said, son, you know that they, they do, uh, uh, they test you, they do drug testing. So if you're doing anything, make sure you clean it up, get ready. And I, I'm just a practical mom that way. I said, you know, this is what they do. Just in case, clean it up. And he began to tell me about ways that you can get around that. Mercy. And I, and I stay quiet because I'm really trying to shift my conversation into a, an adult, adult relationship with him where he, you know, he kind of uh, falls on his face in some areas and I'm not always coddling him and nagging him and getting after him. So I said, oh, okay, all right. But as I got off the phone, I was compelled to text him back and said, son, I highly recommend that you just do the things that you need to do to be able to qualify for that job and not have to you know weave the, these things around and and do manipulate and do and trick in order to get that job because guess what if you had to lie to get it you are going to have to lie to keep it you're never going to be able to keep something that you had to play games with to get it So I might look real nice today, but that man that I caught, he's going to see me at the house later. And he's going to wonder where that fine thing from Friday night went to. (laughs) You understand? He and and my finances, I might look good. Uh, Yesterday, my husband let me use his Mercedes, his white Mercedes. I went to speak at an empowerment event, and uh, he said, honey, take the Mercedes. And so I drove up in it, and, and I, one of the women, as I was leaving the wedding, said, Miss Vanessa, when I grow up, I want to be like you. And I thought, do you really? <laughs> no, but really, because there's a price that I've paid. I paid a price. I, nobody just laid that Mercedes on me. 
Nobody just handed that to me. I paid a price. And you know what that price is? That price is down here in the deep. It hurts. It hurts. There's places that I work and that I've worked and people that I've been with that have put me down, that have looked down their noses at me, that have called me names, that have outright tried to ruin me. And I've wanted to respond, as Selena said, hot, the way that I used to do. And uh, I find actually that, uh, you know, back in my day, I punk out all the time. I just punk out because I know I haven't learned the art of saying something the right way. So when something comes, I'm just like, just walk away because I know if it comes out, it's going to be bad. It's not going to be Christ like. So I just go ahead and take it, take it, go ahead. But guess what? We have a God that comes in to our defense, even when we're quiet. I am, I, I'm here to testify. I have had a couple people coming for me at work at something awful this year. And the Lord challenged me. He said, what if I could, you could get your, you could knock her out and get her fired and get her removed and, and elevate yourself, but not get her saved? What if? What if you could love her anyway? even though she's persecuting you and find later that that was the beginning of her salvation because she kept wondering why doesn't this woman stop being kind to me and why doesn't this woman go for blood and why when she had an alley-oop did she not slam dunk that thing on me And I tell you, I literally had an incident that I could have, bam, net on her. (laughs) But I just went, I batted the ball away. So she wouldn't get hurt. Because her salvation is more important. It's more important than my promotion. And that's when I know that I'm, I'm going deep. I'm going deep. Now let me get let me just say something in the natural real quick. I want this is for the men that are here. Go to the next slide. <laughs> Proverbs 31:13 says, "She shops around for the best." Woo <laughs> 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 woo. Retail therapy all day. Proverbs 31:13. Get it right. <laughs> So you guys are wondering, why does she do this? It's biblical. (laughs) For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. All right. So back to deep, back to deep, back to deep, out of the flesh. So next slide. So in that 90%, your purpose is sitting in there. Your purpose. 
And one of the things that I realize is that our purpose, all the things that are setting on top, if they're not informed by a God-given purpose, they're, 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 they're short. They're, they're deceptive, as, as Proverbs says. They're part of charm. They're part of looking the part. You know, I, I, dress, I dress my kids in scarlet, and I'm wearing royal purple garments. Great, but why? What's your why? Why do you look good? Why are you exercising? Why are you performing on the job? What is your motivation? So that you can look, be the best? So that everybody can go, wow, I admire her, or I admire him. Or is it so that they wonder whose you are, who you belong to, who got you this far? I love it, love it, love it, love it when I walk in and people go, oh, she's put together. Oh, my gosh. I spoke at an empowerment thing yesterday, women's empowerment thing with with Crystal. And she did she did an amazing job. Got up and spoke. She was awesome. And I have to say, I was looking nice. I was looking pretty good. Walked up there and I could feel the atmosphere because everybody, um, you know, was really leaning in and and I began to talk about what I do. And they're like, oh, founder. And And then when I said, I just want you to know that I was a foster foster care. I was in foster care. I want you to know that I'm a survivor of rape, of abuse, of homelessness. They go. You see, you know, you saw the faces of some of the people like you. And I can only say it's Christ. That's why I clean up good because of Christ. And I, I would that we would all be that way. Where our backgrounds and our different things that we come from, wear it well, because it's the greatest trick out there. It's in, it's it's interesting. It's 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 intriguing. People are drawn to you because you're real, you're beautiful, and you're gorgeous, and you and you have all these characteristics. But underneath, there's something deep that you can share with them. It's not about what's on top. Um, and so that purpose is in there. And, and, and that purpose, by the way, let, let's go to the next slide, because this is to me, it seems like a lot of the time this is where we live. First, John two fifteen through 17 says, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. That means the stuff that we're buying. We're not buying the stuff for the stuff. If I could, I'd come in here with pajamas today. <laughs> I am not playing. It's Mother's Day. I was like, yeah, I want to go just scooch on in with my slippers and be like, come as you are, right? <laughs> but I know that I have to put on my uniform so that you will be comfortable. It's, a, it's all has purpose. Everything that I do has purpose. What I'm wearing, what I say, it's all tied to my purpose in God to reach souls for Christ. Amen. Amen. So it says here, love the world. Love of the world squeezes out love of the father. Wow. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. 
The world and all it's wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. So we've got to die to the flesh. We clothe ourselves with the garment of praise. We clothe ourselves with Christ first before we put on our real clothes. And the next slide says, it shows that that purpose needs to be informed and defined by love. A love that only God can provide. So as we love ourselves and as we go deeper in God, as we love ourselves and go deeper in him, we will manifest all the things that are on the surface. We will manifest those things. And I, I, I was looking this morning at 1 Corinthians 2.16. It says, but we have, it says, we have the spirit of Christ and hold the thoughts of his heart, feelings and purpose of his heart. 1 Corinthians 2.16. So we have the spirit of Christ and do hold the thoughts, feelings and purpose of his heart. It was out of the Amplified. We have to, uh, we have to hook into his heart to be informed about who we are. And after we are informed about who we are and we know our purpose, we can let the things that he has for the world to see flow through. So that is my, um, the thing that God has put on my heart for us to go deeper, for us to want more for ourselves Not more as in wanting and wanting and wanting the things, the garments, the houses, the boyfriends, the Boazes, the whatever. Because anything that you get that is not in Christ will be very hard to keep, very painful to retain. You might keep. I know a lot of people that keep hold on to a marriage or relationship for years and it falls apart. After 40 years of working and working and working and working so hard to make something work that God never intended you to have. It's a hard lesson to learn. We heard a testimony at the women's empowerment um, uh, meeting uh, yesterday. We heard a testimony of a woman who got saved here on Easter. And she shared how she had been in an abusive marriage for 16 years. And she had locked into that marriage because she was really being rebellious towards her own family. That was the motivation. And she had told her mother and father, you watch, I'm going to make this work. And so the marriage was more about proving her mother and father wrong than it was actually living in a godly marriage. And at the end of that, uh, she found herself alone. She had been abandoned by him. She had been controlled. She had not been allowed to develop her skills and her talents. She had been abused for 16 years. And that marriage had its way with her. But she was she had overcome it. She was explaining how she had she has now overcome it. And she really, really helped. She inspired me um, as I was preparing to to share this with you, that God just in one month's time or month, month and a half from from the time of salvation at Easter Sunday, she shared all these scriptures with all of these, you know, people that were not in the Lord boldly saying, God has informed me that I have more worth 
than I thought I had. And I'm a new creation in him. And the old has passed away and the new has come. And I am, you know, there is a plan and a purpose for my life. She began to declare all these scriptures over herself and put up memes on the, on the, on the, on the um, pictures on the, on the screen. And I thought, wow, God, in five weeks time, what you could do that a counselor could not do for 10 years, that friends could not do, that people could not do, that even circumstance could not do. How many of you know, you? oh, well, can't you see? Can't you see? You're being abused. Can't you see? You're working under your privilege. You're working under your blessing. Sometimes we can't see. You know why? Because there's blinders on our eyes. The enemy has put these blinders on us and he's put little plugs in our ears that we can't see. And then as soon as we actually come to Christ, those things just go boop. They just pop on out and the blinders come off. I once was blind, but now I see. And and we're we're set free in that time to begin to see ourselves in the way that God had intended us to be. And so I want to just empower you today. I want to just share. I just want to make sure you understand that, you know, we all, for me, I, I can't tell you how many times I fall short of the things that are on the surface. But it's okay. Because I know what's down beneath. And I just draw upon that. When I make mistakes, I draw upon what, what is down beneath. And I give praise to God and I draw upon that to do the right thing. To want someone's salvation more than I want my promotion. To want my sister's safety more than I want those new pair of shoes. These things are trade-offs that we're making as women, as men. And I thank you so much. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. We're going to have you stand. Uh, We're going to just have a time of prayer. And, uh, And I just want to pray that you would begin to go deeper in the things that God has for you. Go deeper. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time together, this time just uh, dividing your word, hearing from uh, Cindy and Rache and Selena. I pray that you would just bless them right now, God. Just pour out more of what you've given, even more, God. God, but right now I, I also want to just seek your face first. Just seek your face. God, we're not asking you for anything. I just thank you that you have shared with us during the worship that you are everything. We surrender everything to you. Everything and nothing less. You are mighty over our lives. You have purpose over our life. You have spoken over our lives. You have shared things with us that we've been sitting on that are ours to hold. Ours to know. Things of purpose. God, we don't ask you for anything else. God, we just sit with what you've already said. And right now, I pray that each person would begin to think on that. Think on it. 
the things that are in their life, God, that are not of you. God, I pray that we would just shed them today. Just shed them. God, release them. We surrender all to you, God. We surrender all to you. We surrender all to you, God. We surrender all to you. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.